0: The the writer of this book wants you to know this ain't Neptune I'm talking about. Mm. This ain't the sun god I'm talking about. Mm. This is the god who does things that are impossible and he walks on the water. And I never knew that before. Wow. I thought
1: that was so cool. Such a flex. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes.
2: You're listening to if that makes sense. It's Family Life's podcast where we're just talking about what life is like as a young adult following Jesus. My name is Tim. I'm in Family Life's Radio Department.
1: My name is Tateley, and I'm in the Events Department.
0: I'm Robbie in Family Life's Performing Arts Department.
2: We are walking along Jesus and his disciples. Haha, <laughs> walking. Walking is fun mm. in this particular mm-hmm. passage. Um, and its it has been a really cool time to get to see how people are reacting to the ministry of Jesus in the book of John, because we're just going through the whole gospel of John this time. And... Just to clue us in for a little itty bit of context before we read our short passage today, the the they's we're going to be talking about here. There's this crowd situation. Jesus just fed the five thousand. Mm-hmm. Context. That's one of the times that he does a miracle like that, and he just they're pretty excited about that enormous miracle they just witnessed. And so when we talk about a crowd here and. Those people being in this passage, that's who it is, the folks who just saw that big miracle. But we're looking at John chapter 6, 16 through 24. And do you want to start us off there, Taitley?
1: I do. When evening came, his disciples went down to the sea, got into a boat, and started across the sea to Capernaum. It was now dark, and Jesus had not yet come to them. The sea became rough because a strong wind was blowing.
2: When they had rowed about three or four miles, they saw Jesus walking on the sea and coming near the boat, and they were frightened. But he said to them, It is I, do not be afraid. Then they were glad to take him into the boat, and immediately the boat was at the land to which they were going.
0: The next day the crowd that had stayed on the far shore saw that the disciples had taken the only boat, and they realized Jesus had not gone with them. Several boats from Tiberias landed near the place where the Lord had blessed the bread and the people had eaten. So when the crowd saw that neither Jesus nor his disciples were there, they got into the boats and went across to Capernaum to look for him.
2: I'm thinking about this crowd first. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I'm thinking about something I noticed with the crowd that I don't know I've seen another time that I've read read this passage. You just read it, Robbie, that John mentions that they knew Jesus didn't get in the boat Mm -hmm. with his disciples. Have you caught, is that like, does everybody know that fact or is it just me who kind of saw that for the first time? So in other words,
0: they, pun intended, they realized it was fishy. Like, wait a minute, (laughs) if he didn't get, then how, wait, how did he get? They're 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 trying to suss this out. <laughs> That's what it looks like to me because
2: it says that they saw that there had been only one boat mm-hmm. there. Only one, meaning they knew that Jesus couldn't have gotten in a solo boat and that Jesus had not entered the boat with his disciples, but that his disciples had gone away alone. Right. So, putting the picture together here, the crowd is able to see, even though they can't see the miracle happen.
0: Or know what what happened or how it happened. They're able
2: to know Mm -hmm. by deduction, if I'm picking up what I think John is laying down here, Mm -hmm. that something else miraculous happened for Jesus to all of a sudden be on the other side of the shore. And I had never noticed that until I was looking at how a commentator pointed this out, Mm. that providentially it was by God's design that they noticed something Because they weren't going to be able to see the miracle. That would be physically impossible for them all to be seeing this miracle in the middle of a storm in the middle of the night from the shore. But God arranged it so that they could see, hold on a second, how did this Jesus
0: guy get here? (laughs) And it's an interesting catch 22 in the sense that it seems like this crowd is very interested in the things that he's doing doing you know oh he's doing this and he's doing you know and as you continue on in this podcast in the next couple of chapters you'll you'll just see them asking these questions and oh well yeah we'll do another miracle to prove who you are and he's like well I kind of already did and if you didn't be-. it's just interesting that they seem to be following him for these crazy things he's doing and you know it just makes me think like okay how many times do we I don't know want him to do something crazy or prove himself and it's like Are we okay to just be with him for him or are we waiting for him to do some crazy, miraculous, cool thing that we want to we want him to prove himself? That was something that came to my mind. Mm -hmm. I feel
1: like going off of that, too, you know, we want him to do something miraculous for us, Mm -hmm. for me right now that I can see and I can experience. Mm -hmm. But this crowd didn't experience him walking on water but they still got to see the ripple effects. And so I think like, it's just, what's our observation? Mm. Are we waiting for God to do something for us right now? Or wow. are we willing to sit back and observe what he's doing around us? Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's happening there. Ripple effect, we're full of puns today. <laughs> I did notice that too. <laughs> Didn't I did try. notice that.
2: Water rippling, walking on the water. Wow. But yeah, being willing to see God's work in somebody else's life, and letting their miracle boost your faith. Mm -hmm.
0: And speaking of faith, I I don't know. You'll have to see what you think of this or if there's someone wiser listening than me. So from what I could see, the earlier chapters in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John have him riding in the boat and falling asleep and then being like, oh my goodness, we're gonna die. And him being like, peace be still. Mm -hmm. And then we have this account of him walking on the water And from what I can tell, he only he only walks on water one time. It's just recorded by different. I don't, does that sound right? That he only actually walked on it once, or did he walk on it more than once?
2: I think he walks on water once. I think he calms the storm twice. Okay. If we're considering the say calming of the storm, because cause when he Cause gets in the boat, he gets in the right.
0: Yeah. It calms
2: right. I just because there is the other gospel that records where the disciples are freaking out because they say right. it's a
0: ghost, yeah, yeah.
2: But John doesn't say that, but that's where he's walking on the water yeah. to them. And then Peter says, If it's you, Lord, right? So that's
0: and from what I understand, in, yeah, that's all this. It's all this. This is all the same that's account, the same instance, like this is the this is he doesn't talk about uh, like the 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 ghost or no. anything, but I think this is the time or Peter, where, or Peter where Peter on walks on out, and so it's interesting that each. Uh, of them that wrote this story each had a little deep like one of them was like oh by the way yeah Peter walked to him and oh by the way we thought it was a ghost and oh by the way one of the gospels says Jesus was trying to just walk past them and they were like what what's going on yes. and it's like what is I, so That's I don't strange. know what's happening with all that I just thought it was interesting because I went back and read all the accounts of walking on the water and, and, and it's just, I don't know, it's just interesting that it seems like he only did that particular thing once, but each of them told it a little differently. It seems
1: like different accounts because of right. that differently.
0: But I think it's all the same.
2: It is. I, I mean, yeah. I think it is, I should say. That's
1: my understanding.
0: Yeah. Also,
2: too, like just from an author's standpoint, apparently something was more interesting to John than the fact that his buddy his buddy walked on water mm-hmm. like Peter I'm talking about here oh, right. um, and so it's it's always interesting when you see something that one gospel writer includes and one omits it doesn't mean that, that 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 they conflict with each other it's just one was focusing on something else like you just said and John's main point here isn't the faith of Peter mm-hmm. or the doubt of Peter and Christ's goodness to him, mm-hmm. even when Peter's faith faltered. That's right. a beautiful
0: story, a right. glorious story. Oh, we're so, glad story. we're so glad it's there. I mean, what if this was the only account? Yeah. We would miss that, you know? And
2: John was like, yeah, you already got that. Right. You to already say know. Because
0: yep. John's writings
2: came later, we we're pretty sure.
0: And he's, his whole thing in John is like, these are written so that you may know that Jesus is the son of... It's like, okay, we're not going to focus on Peter here. We're going to focus on Jesus walking yes. on the water. yeah, Which... Which I will say, here's the interesting thing I found as I was doing some digging around with my little proverbial shovel. Mm -hmm. Do you know what the Egyptian hieroglyphic for impossible is?
2: Oh, I think I've got a guess now.
0: Two feet walking on water. (laughs) And so there was this pagan idea that walking on water was impossible. Or from the Egyptian standpoint, the only god that could walk on water was the sun god. Because when the sun rose, it looked (gasps) like he's walking on the water. So... Why is it significant that he's walking on water at three in the morning? Because the sun is not out. So he's not some kind of sun god that's walking on water. He's literally doing the impossible thing of walking on water. And even Neptune, so now we're in Greek mythology, who is the god of the ocean, is never depicted walking on water. He's only ever depicted as swimming. So. This is like all these. the The writer of this book wants you to know: this ain't Neptune. I'm talking about. Mm. This ain't the sun god. I'm talking about. Mm. This is the god who does things that are impossible, and he walks on the water. And I never knew that before. Wow. I thought
1: that was so cool. Such a flex. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes, it is.
0: Well, I didn't it's, discover it. It was it's something I found, but but it's a god flex though. Yeah, mm. it's just so god- casual. Oh, I too. see. You're just, like, yeah, oh, he's walking
2: yeah. on water. Yeah, and yeah, yeah fine. and like, and that's the cool thing thinking about looking at um, how God's people reflected on when God brought them out of Egypt. Mm. It's this whole thing. There are so many refrains in the Old Testament of you put the gods to shame. Yeah, yeah. Or phrasings like that where you put Egypt's gods to shame God Mm. because you are the one true God. Mm -hmm. And there were all these ways that the... The plagues in Egypt were Mm -hmm. overturning the power of the gods that they served. Yeah, and then God showed Himself to be God over all those. To think of Jesus still doing that. Yeah, thousands of years later. Love that. I'm still over every god. And also, John is writing it to say, yeah, this is so that you can know this man, Jesus of Nazareth, is that God.
0: Yeah, I I just thought, and and when you look at it too, like I had an experience where I was staying on a lake house and there was a storm that happened and it woke all of us up and i just was remember looking out at the waves thinking like wow i've always read these passages about and a great gale came up and tossed the boat and you're like well that's too bad for the disciples and it's like i cannot imagine being out on that water right now it's you're gonna die like there's no there's no way i'd want to be out and then i was i never thought about how how hard they were trying cuz here it says they had rowed 3 or 4 miles. So, so if you picture, you know, running in gym class, you have to run around the track 4 times, that's a mile. So we're talking 16 times rowing. They rowed around the track, you know, like 16 t- like man. Boy, they're they're try- <laughs> they're trying so hard in the middle of this thing and then to just have this happen. So it just those details were really like seeming more vivid to me of being like that's a long time to be <laughs> Yeah fuck
2: out there yeah it's terrifying it's like it's truly they're in a life or death scenario
1: mm-hmm. we also know from geography um that okay so the sea of galilee 600 feet before below sea level really tall summits and hills around it so the, the air comes down it the temperature drops it changes it creates uh. a very turbulent sea so it's a very common thing on this sea mm. And we know that the direction they were going, they were going into the wind
2: oh for
1: my. miles. So it just like picks a, paints a better picture. Like not only were they rowing for that long, they were rowing against the strong wind.
2: <laughs> it's, it is all set up perfectly, though, their situation being as dire as it was, to point them to see Jesus as the Messiah, because there's another prophecy Jesus kind of fulfills here. To say prophecy is one way, but there's an Old Testament figure that, that Jesus is showing himself as. And that was something that I was discovering looking at this too. Um, so not only is God the God above all gods and Jesus is that God, but also um, Jesus in in fulfilling that role, he is the Messiah. He's the one that the Jewish people are looking forward to We talked in last episode about how he showed himself to be the prophet who was to come by multiplying these barley loaves, Mm. similar to how Elijah did, only way better. Oh, yeah. Um, Listen to that episode. Mm. But also, Psalm 107. Mm. I'm going to read a couple verses Ah. from Psalm chapter 107. Please please do. Some went down to the sea in ships, doing business on the great waters. Uh, They saw the deeds of the Lord, his wondrous works in the deep, for he commanded... And raised, he commanded his word and raised the stormy wind, which lifted up the waves of the sea. And then it's talking about how dangerous this gets for the people. They reeled and staggered like drunken men and were at their wits end. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble and he delivered them from their distress. Mm. He made the storm be still and the waves of the sea were hushed. Then they were glad that the waters were quiet and he brought them to their desired haven. Is
0: this David writing?
2: This is, well, it's Psalm 107. I don't know if it's David or not. I'd psalmist. have to go back to the beginning of the sea. So before oh, wait time, before Jesus. Oh, way before Jesus. Ages before Jesus. Um, cool. Yeah, we've got the disciples went down to the sea, mm-hmm. is how John puts it in Psalm 107. They went down to the sea. Mm-hmm. And the Lord commanded, and the storm happens. That's interesting. God causes the storm here in Psalm 107. Yeah. They cry out to him, and he delivers them in their distress, made the storm be still, same wording, be still, like as as John says what Jesus did. And then I love this. In Psalm 107, it says he brought them to their desired haven. Wow. Mm-hmm. It says that right here. Immediately, the right. boat was at the land to which they were going. Wild. Like Jesus is doing boom, 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 boom. The things that it says, God, the Lord, the, the mighty name of God um, used in Psalm 107, all those things, Things Jesus did.
0: And I forgot that one of the things I had found, I didn't write it down, Job says something very similar about God mm. trampling on the waves. And it's like, okay, so, cool. so that was also way before Jesus' time, and yet there's all these foreshadowings of like, yeah. this is what this is what God does. Mm. He, he walks on, he calms it, he tramples it.
2: <laughs> That's amazing.
0: And John's the only one that records them, poof, instantly Yeah, none of the others talk about that. So it's just interesting that he's the one that's like, "Oh, by the way, um, nobody else mentioned that we just magically got where we were instantly." (laughs) That's so strange. I feel like
1: everyone's like, "Jesus walked on water. Jesus walked on water." It's so focused, and then they just kind of forget about the casual teleportation thing. (laughs) It's like, like, oh, yeah, and they teleported, apparently. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And And it's just so casually said. Like, then we were going, so anyways.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's weird. Oh, by the
2: way, we were just there. Well, that's like when Jesus fed the 5,000, and it always bugs me. Nobody tells me what that looked like. It's just he blessed the food, and he broke it, and they ate it, and there was tons left over. Wait, we missed something. (laughs) What happened? Did you, like— well, the and Bible doesn't use the word multiplied, but right. we just got to imagine and know that it was miraculous.
0: And that's what I love is that, you know, we've got these human brains that mm-hmm. are like stuck in the world of science, you know, like, oh, well, there's only so many molecules in this piece of bread. So when I break it in half, half of them are here and half of them are here. And, you know, water molecules, they move out of your way when you when you step on them. That's just how it is, you know. When you die, your cells stop reproducing. You know all these things, and God's yeah. like, "I'm I'm outside of that. I don't. Yeah. I made the rules. I'm the one that said water molecules have to get out of your way, so they don't have to get out of my way. Yeah. I'm the one that said when you rip something in half, half of it's here, and ha- so I don't have to work that way. I'm the one that I'm the one that said, you know, you know, cells aren't supposed to die. I designed them to live forever. Wow. This is broken. Mm, let's just hit the rewind button. You know, and we're like, that's impossible. But it's. Because we have these rules of science, like I'm not God, I'm a man, so I can only think or teleportation. It's like, how did I get from here? (laughs) I have to walk from here to I can't just be here and then be. (laughs) It's like, he just nope, break the rules.
2: It does it all the time, too. Teleporting, specifically, that's in the Bible a few times. Crazy, it's in the Old Testament. Prophets go poof,
0: (gasps) yes, it's in the New Testament. Uh, Mm -hmm.
2: Philip, I think, goes poof, Mm -hmm. and. Yeah, so, so there be poof, there yeah. be poofing.
0: Yeah, it's so crazy.
2: Yeah, it is.
1: I guess I just want to revisit how I love how concise and almost casual John is about it. Because, mm-hmm. like we were saying, like he tux- he tells such a more concise version of this. Right. Like he doesn't talk about how Jesus was tired and sent them ahead and went over here to pray and then met with them. He doesn't say how. Like in Matthew, they thought it was a ghost and they were afraid. And mm-hmm. he doesn't talk about how then Peter got out and walked. It's so like, oh, yeah, Jesus was walking on the water and then we showed up at our destination. <laughs> and it's almost like even that is such a unique way of showing the awe of someone where they're just that amazing that it's just like, well, yeah. Yeah. Of course they can. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's just, I love how concise he is. Like it's just so yep. casual. But I also like it because. I think obviously we do ourselves a disservice if we study a part of the Bible completely isolated. Nothing Mm. is an isolated incident or an isolated report. Yeah. So like you said, we have such a better understanding of this day because we have other people telling the account. Mm -hmm. So we have to do that. But at the same time, we have to balance that with taking what John is saying for what it is. Yes. And not reading the other things into it. So it's like, why was he so concise? Yes. Like you said, because it's so people know who mm-hmm. Jesus is. Mm-hmm. And I feel like he does such a good job of being like, guess what? Jesus can do miracles because he's who he says he is. Yeah, yeah. That's the point. Right. I don't need to fluff it, I right. don't need to talk about. What my friend is doing over there on the water somehow. Right. Like, that's fine. He's not Jesus. Let me tell you what Jesus did. Right. Like, what he did, that was cool. And
0: he's about to start talking, you know, as you you will soon find out, like, in the next couple verses, he starts talking about himself. Like, I'm the bread of life. Like, I'm the one... I'm the one you've been waiting for. I'm the one, I, that is my flesh that you want to eat. It's my blood you want to drink. And they're like, wait, what are you talking about? And he's like, cause it's, cause again, it's Jesus, 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 Jesus. Like that's what it's about. Yeah. And that's what he's just going to keep, he's going to just keep bringing up that point.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and there's just, into, and even the way that um, Christ tells them who he is, he could have been like, hey guys, it's just me. Hey, <laughs> like it's just me. I'm coming over. He could have done that. But what he essentially said was, I am.
2: Mm -hmm. Wow. You know?
1: Mm -hmm. Um, Wow. That's essentially what he's saying. I'll I'll read it down exactly. He said, it is I. Yeah, yeah. Do not be afraid. Right. Like, there's no way those are just the casual words that he said. He's essentially saying, it is I. And the way it's written seems like as soon as he said that, they were like, okay, get in here. Right. And it's in John 10, not to skip forward, but it's in John 10 that Jesus says, my sheep know my voice Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and we see it happening here Mm -hmm. and he says hey guys i am and they're like Mm -hmm. oh get in here
0: get in here (laughs) awesome
1: (laughs) welcomed him yes (laughs) and it's not you know jesus asleep on the boat and then he calms it down it's not it's more like do you trust him even when you don't physically feel his presence like Mm -hmm. it's it's a story of jesus getting into our boat
2: Mm -hmm.
1: with us (laughs)
2: Thank you for joining us for If That Makes Sense, the Family Life podcast about what life is really like as a young adult following Jesus. If you enjoy the show, please send it to a friend. Your genuine appreciation of the show is the best way for word to get out. And it would make our day if you left us a rating and a review wherever you found this episode. Family Life has more great original podcasts that you can check out at familylife.org podcast. Thanks again, and we look forward to having you along for the next one.